Hello, and welcome to the first 2023 edition of the Casual and the Diehards. My name is Eric Jensen, the End Zone Podcast, NBA Podcast. We wanted to do a second free agency show. Our last show was recapping free agency. I I did a, a quick quick checkup of that. A lot of stuff has happened. We never covered the damn trade. That uh, is is something that I'm sure we'll we'll talk about today. But here we are, fellas, about a month into the NBA season. It's more fun to do these previews when we have a little bit of information about the teams, I feel like, uh, which is good. Um, and let's be honest, no one really cares about the NBA until Christmas anyways. I will be completely frank with both of you. I have watched... 10 jazz games four of which have been in person and like maybe three primetime nba games so i i i i am i am very much the way i have tracked track stuff this year is i'm very much box score watching i check the box scores every morning and if someone does something super crazy I, I YouTube some brief game recap highlights. So, I will say I have watched a little bit. The product is bad. I mean, let's let's just be honest. The NBA regular season is maybe the worst regular season in all of sports. It, it, is, it is so bad. Like, these, these guys are, like, clearly not really trying that hard. And, like, you can totally tell there's a huge difference between the regular season and when it actually becomes a good product in, like, April. But that's not to say there aren't interesting things that are happening, and it's not fun to watch some players have good nights as we go along. So with that, we'll just get right into it. And, wow, Jordan Love, what a throw. Um <laughs> it, Let's start with team check-ins. Uh, we'll start with. Do we want to start happy or sad? That's that's up to you, man. I you, <laughs> you pick. Let's just get mine out of the way really quick. Uh, the Utah Jazz don't matter. They are uh, not a real NBA franchise. They are probably the second worst roster in the league. Uh, I would say, uh, the first being the Washington Wizards. I would say the Jazz are better than the Wizards, but other than that, I'm pretty sure they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. It seems like the vibe has suddenly shifted from, wow, look at this fun young core, to Walker Kessler isn't really playing much anymore, slash kind of struggles in the big moments. And, oh, maybe let's trade Laurie Markinen before, while we can get something for him before he leaves in free agency because we're not going to have the dogs to put things together. It's also just as, as I've pointed out to Aramis, when we went to go see a magic and jazz game, they just, they don't employ that many good basketball players. They're just a team full of really bad to mid basketball players. And uh, the exciting parts of the team, like Taylor Hendricks, are stuck in the G League for some reason. They refuse to, even though it's the worst roster in the NBA, play their first round ninth overall pick and get them NBA minutes. Like, what are we even doing here? That feels like a total mismanagement. 
And it, it, it's just a good reminder that last year they were young and fun, but this is nowhere near a team that's actually going to matter in the NBA. This is a multiple year rebuild. Laurie Markkinen is probably not part of the long-term plans. And they're just trying to field a competitive team, which they do some nights. And other nights, you're better off just saying, nope, I'm going to throw on something on HBO Max. Because some nights they lose by like 30. And other nights, it's tight. But some nights they lose by 30. That's where I'm at with the Jazz. I want to know what's up with Ethan. Because, holy cow, man. I feel like, uh, again, I've watched no Warriors games this year. I just look at the box score every day. And uh, it seems like this is like the exact same thing that happened last year. Like, is it it or is it not just kind of the exact same team with the exact same problems minus Jordan Poole? Uh, That's a really good question, Eric, because... I, I ask myself that same thing every day. Uh, they were supposed to be a lot better, and so far they are not. Um, I'm still going to hold out some optimism for whatever this roster can be uh, when they finally put it all together, because I still do think this is a much better roster on paper than last year. They just have not really looked very cohesive so far this season. Um, there's a lot of issues. I'll keep it simple you can't blow multiple 20 point leads in the span of like two weeks and ask other opponents to take you serious. Um, It seems like they get ahead and then the third quarter happens and they forget how to play basketball. It used to be they would blow teams open in the third quarter. Steph would sit in the fourth and they'd win by 20. Uh, These days it's we're throwing out three guard lineups for eight minutes at a time in the middle of the third and letting any team with size come back against us and make the game close going into the fourth. And then we, you know, crap the bed in the clutch and lose the game regardless. Um, Even in the blown leads, they have still been up by like five or six points with a minute or less than a minute to go. And they somehow find a way to lose those games as well. It's terrible turnovers. It's poorly timed fouls. It's not being able to create separation in the clutch to get a good shot up. Um, this team has so many issues right now with all that said, if they can get their guys back, if they can figure out these rotations and hopefully, you know, get themselves some sort of back on track. Um, there is a lot of upside with this roster still, but as of right now, I cannot confidently say that this is a title contender, uh, with the way that they've played and and the way that a lot of the teams in the West look that are younger, faster, more athletic. Um, the warriors have a lot of matchup problems, So we'll just have to see how they figure this out as the season goes along. And to be fair, they've played a tough schedule, uh, the toughest schedule in the NBA so far, um, have not had very many games against bad opponents. Um, So hopefully they can kind of, things will lighten up a little bit, um, get the vibes back going, and and maybe we'll see them start to go on a little bit of a run. That's that's all I got for you. Okay, let's get to the happiest man here. Uh, A man whose team currently resides as a top four for seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh and it's it's largely because of uh s- several sauced up white boys and uh one guy with a wild hairdo that just defends really well. Uh what's up with the Orlando Magic Animals? I think you're muted or I can't hear you. 
One of the two. Uh oh. Tell me something about the Orlando Magic, Ethan. While while Aramis ah. gets his 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 technical sad figured out. All right, man. Um, here's the deal with Orlando. Uh, this is a really good team. They're gonna finish in the Hello. top six. Hello. Oh, oh there's, there there's Aramis. There there, he okay, is. all right, all right. I'll let the man who's watched every game take it from here. Go ahead. Bitch. Watch every game is a, a nice overstatement, but no, it's just it's just I like Ethan. I wish you would have told me about like having a successful team because it's just it's just really it's just a lot of pressure being this good of a team. You know we we done we done run up against some of the best teams in the league. Of course, me and Eric went to the Utah Jazz game. Um, we end up bitching them out in the fourth quarter, which was lovely. Um, we beat the Denver Nuggets defending champs, you know what I'm saying? We beat the Celtics. We we just we're just world beaters out here, man. I can't I don't know what else to tell you. My biggest fear coming into the season was the guards being kind of boo-boo. And then um I believe is it yeah, Anthony Black, that's dude for us the new one of our new rookies, man. He coming on strong with the defense. Jalen Suggs figured out how to uh, got his love for basketball back in Cole Anthony, them guards, boy, they be killing it. And of course, like Eric said, we have our two Sasta white boys. Uh, we have not our two, my god, our three Sasta white boys, the uh, the Wagner brothers, you know, saying Franz and Mars Wagner. I don't know, I don't know the other dude's name. All I know is he did a great job in that one movie, anyway. Like, they just killing tees, man, led by Apollo and Franz mostly, man. They just been doing a great job of. I don't know, man. Winning basketball, a thing that I'm not used to saying, and I don't really know how to describe clearly. So, I'm just, I just can't be happier that we we killing these teams, bro. I don't know what to tell you. This team is real, dude. They have, like, I think they've stumbled onto something here with the injuries that they've had. Um, even with Markel Fultz being out and Wendell Carter Jr. being out, they're still mm-hmm. killing people. And um, it's been mostly the emergence of their guard back line. Like Cole Anthony's playing great off the bench. Jalen Suggs has turned into the dude that's going to like slap the floor and like be in your grill the whole time playing defense. Like that career arc is not something I saw coming from him, but that's what he is right now. And um, Anthony Black, the rookie playing really, really well. This team, they look like world beaters. They could really like be a second round team in the Eastern Conference already with the young core that they have. Um, it's really impressive. And I think they still do have moves to make, right? Like I said, um, unfortunately for Markel Fultz, the injuries and stuff, but he is looking a little expendable right now. So that's a potential trade chip that they could play. They've got all their own picks. Um, you've got the Joe Ingles money, uh, Utah jazz legend, Joe Ingles. You can kind of package some stuff together, (laughs) go out there and maybe make a play for, uh, one of the stars that's available right now. So, um, I see the Magic as one of the premier up-and-coming teams in the league. They're the second seed for a reason. Really, really good. Just, I just hope we don't fuck it up. We usually fuck it up, <laughs> but let's hope we don't fuck it up. Okay. All right. Now we take a look at the larger league as a whole. And, boys, we, we have a rundown sheet here. We don't really have to stick to it. But – I. Let's 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 start at like the top of the league. Uh, I'm just gonna list off a bunch of teams here that I think are the contenders, and you guys just tell me tell me if I've got it right or wrong. I'm pull I, I'm I'm even ignoring our list. I'm just pulling up I'm pulling up the the list right now, and just tell me what you think about this list. The Eric Jensen contenders list in the NBA. Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, 
Philadelphia 76ers. Minnesota, mm, no, not going to put them on there, actually. Oklahoma City Thunder, Denver Nuggets, and maybe one other. But those are the five that I feel the most confident in right now. What about that list kind of sticks out to you, Ethan? And then we can just we could just we could just talk about it. Let's just talk about the the top teams here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it <laughs> it's a little surprising to me that you're willing to put OKC on there this quickly. I don't actually hate it though. Uh, they have looked really, really, really good. Um, I've seen the Warriors play them three times. We're about to play them a fourth time next week. Um, and they are going to haunt my dreams for probably the next 15 years in the Western Conference because Chet Holmgren and Shea Yilgis-Alexander, just as a duo, those two, you can throw in Jalen Williams as well, their guard. Um, Those three guys are legit. Their skill sets complement each other so well. They're deep. They have elite shooting. They have elite defense up and down the roster. Um, It might still be just a little early to say, hey, they're going to go out and win the title this year. Um, but I think we've seen crazier things. So I, yeah, that, that would be the biggest surprise for me out of what you said, Eric, but I don't hate the take, honestly. Here's why I say that, Ethan. And you guys, I just want you you two to analyze this. I think the West yeah. is weak. I think the West is so weak. Ah. I think there are two good teams in the Western Conference, and I think they are the Denver Nuggets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I think the Denver Nuggets should be the favorite to get out of there but I think the Oklahoma City Thunder could contend with them, and that would be a seven-game series right now. That's how I feel. I don't hmm. – like, I, I I get the Timberwolves are, are 15 and 4, but I've seen this shit before. You've got Rudy <laughs> Gobert playing center. And, yeah, Wolves fans are on Twitter are like, man, this guy's going to win Defensive Player of the Year again. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, dude, he does this shit every single year. And then you're going to take him to the playoffs – and Nikola Jokic is going to pull him out of a paint and cook him for about five straight games, and you'll lose in six in the second round. Like they, they are not, they are not legitimate. Like Anthony Edwards, to me, all NBA right now. If I had to pick the two all NBA guards, I think I would go SGA and Anthony Edwards, but. He's going to have to carry them because it's just not going to work in the playoffs. Rudy's there. And and they they already struggle. I looked at their stats. They already struggle defending the perimeter when he gets pulled out. Like you can see, like they are literally just the Utah Jazz part two, except Anthony Edwards defends and Donovan Mitchell does not. Like I, 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 I can't trust the Timberwolves. I Get it off your chest, to. man. I refuse to. I refuse to trust the Timberwolves. They're not a real team. They can win all the regular season games they want. They're not doing anything in the playoffs. Um, you know what, Eric? I, I believe I agree with your assessment, man. I'm not even going front with you. The what OKC doesn't have that the Timberwolves had, and I think the reason you put us away is there's too many damn questions with the with what um the Timberwolves are putting out there, like you said, namely Rudy Gobert. I know you didn't have you didn't watch him as much, but Cat man, he he does tend to shrink. He has shrunk at least this last playoffs. Getting I don't know if he was injured or out or just playing doing silly stuff on the court. Even though they did play Denver tight, uh, but um, 
It's just they got way more questions than OKC does right now thus far in the season. They looking good. So, I mean, I I agree with your assessment on the Timberwolves, and I see why you're putting OKC up there. there. There's a lot of talent there. Like you said, Chet's been killing shit. Uh, Shea's been killing shit for the last two years now. That don't look like it's going to stop. They got a lot of other good pieces on that roster. So, I get your feeling. I think I disagree with you about overall the West being a two-team section, but I I those are probably the two strongest teams coming up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that you think the West is weak. Um, I think it has looked that so far this season because I think a lot of the teams in the conference have, I think you could argue they have underperformed uh, with where we might expect them to be. And a lot of that is the devaluation of the regular season and kind of teams are not really looking like they are going to look when it, we get to March and April. Um, there's been some injuries for some key contenders that have kind of had them on the downswing. Um, but I think as of right now, yeah, it looks like, you know, OKC and Denver, are the best teams in the conference. I think you still have to respect Sacramento and what they've done so far. Uh, they look like they have improved from last year. Um, they look really cohesive. De'Aaron Fox is another guy who's playing at an all NBA level. I really like what the Kings have done. Um, Phoenix, I was a little skeptical on going into the year, but I think their depth pieces make a lot of sense. And Devin Booker is playing great as their primary point guard. Um, when they get Bradley Beal back, we'll kind of see what they look like at full strength. Um, I think despite the struggles that teams like the Lakers and the Clippers and even my Warriors have had, uh, those are teams with veteran superstars that have shown the ability to level up in the postseason. So I don't think you want to count any of those teams out completely. Um, if the Pelicans can ever get healthy, there may be something. Um, Dallas with Luka, I'm not all in on the Mavericks roster right now, but they're the sixth seed at the moment. Um, even the Rockets look frisky. So I think as a whole, the conference is pretty strong. I don't know if there's going to be any team that really will separate themselves from the pack um, outside of the few that we already talked about. But the NBA playoffs are weird, man. Crazy things can happen. Um, teams can get hot. And like I said, there's so many veteran heavy rosters in this conference. I think especially between four of the teams in the Pacific Division, Phoenix, both LA teams, uh, Golden State, and then um, Sacramento as well. Like, those teams are full of veterans that have been in big moments and, and they know how to win in the playoffs. So I wouldn't be shocked at, at, at any outcome um, when we get to the end of the season. I, I like how we've broken this into conferences. I'm with you on the Suns. The Suns have two MVP candidates. I mean, the, the Suns, are really good. My big thing with both the Mavericks and the Suns is this. And I know you're going to say playoffs, 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 playoffs. Because, again, that's all the NBA regular season is, is can we project how they look in the playoffs? Because, again, it's devalued. But, like, neither of those teams defend. Neither of them defend. The Phoenix Suns straight up do not play defense. Neither do the Dallas Mavericks. The Oklahoma City Thunder and the Denver Nuggets are the top are, are the top end of the conference because they both defend extremely hard every single night, even if they have an off night. Like I trust those two teams to score and defend more than I do. Like I trust Denver and Oklahoma City to shut down KD, D Book, Luca, and Kyrie. Like I I just I trust that to happen. 
And even though I love watching the Phoenix Suns play, I think it's a cohesive unit at this point. I think Kevin Durant has had somehow a career resurgence after coming off of so many injuries. Like, but he is basically putting up like 37 points a night. Like that's kind of what he's doing right now. And it's, it's crazy, but they just, and they, they do have some decent depth. Like I'll give them that. I don't think they're, they're two dimensional, but like, Every single one of their games is like 130 to 120. And like that, that that's the way all these Suns games go. And at some point, you just got to bow up and defend. And I'm not sure they have the dogs to do that in the playoffs. I'm not sure KD can defend anymore. I'm not sure Devin Booker is a great defender. Like, and even if you add, you know, Beal into that, like, He's not known as a great defender. No. Like they they got rid of their great defender in Aiden. Like they they they, mm. they and even he wasn't that great. He they wasn't. need <laughs> like we'll get to the east in a bit, but like they need a guy like a Pat Bev. Like they they need like a veteran, like both the Mavericks and Suns at the deadline need to go out and get vet vet defenders. Like that is what they need. Three and D vet defenders. And maybe then, but man, I just I just don't I don't trust teams that I, I'm not exaggerating here when I tell you every single one of their games is like 130 to 120, because that's that's literally what it is. Let me just read you off some sun scores really quick. Like it, the, the amount of points <laughs> they give up is semi-insane. They gave up 109 to the Grizzlies who aren't very good. They gave up 119 to the Nuggets. They gave up 112 to the Raptors. They gave up 113 to the Knicks. They gave up 115 to the Warriors. Like they, they're they're I will say over the past month, they've improved a little bit. But at the start of the season, it was bad. And I just don't, I don't know if I trust them to be able to score 130 points every night, which is kind of what it feels like they have to do. And the, and the Mavericks are in the same boat. And that's that's why I say the West is weak, because I, I do believe those two teams have lots of offensive firepower and can do something in the playoffs. But you never know. Sacramento, I'm just blind on. They're, they're just a blind spot for me. If you guys say I should respect Sacramento, I'm down. But I I I I just I don't I don't know about I don't know about Phoenix and Dallas's ability uh to defend. That's that's just where I come down on it. Here here's what I'll say on that. I think I'm totally with you on Dallas. That's been their issue for the last seven years. I will never buy the Mavericks as a contender as currently constructed. I just don't think they have the pieces that you need other than Luca um, for Phoenix. I think that I want to give them some time to play it out. They could use another strong wing. Um, and these are names that you're not going to know, Eric, but I'm going to throw out like Josh Kogi and Nasir little and Kata Bates Diop as guys that are like solid three and D players. And those are moves that they made in the off season to bring those guys in. I mean, a Kogi was there last year, but those other two bringing them in, um, I think they're 
they fit the profile, right? Athletic, long arms, like bigger wings that can knock down shots and defend at least at a capable level. I think it's up to the team and their coaching staff to find the right lineup combinations with the guys that they have. Um, I honestly worry that getting Bradley Beal back could hurt them because he is a poor defender, a very poor defender. Um, and so if you're forced to close games with him and Booker and Durant, um, who like Booker and Durant are both around average defensively at this point, maybe KD is a little bit plus. Um, but those three together, and then with Nurkic, who's slow-footed at center, I understand the concerns. Um, not going to write them off, though. And like I said, they do have moves to make at the deadline with Grayson Allen's salary, um, could potentially be involved in some trade. Um, I think that would probably be beneficial for them. So we'll kind of see what where they shake out in a couple months from here. But I, I'm not willing to write them off. Yeah, that um, that Phoenix roster got exactly what they paid for. They wanted a big three, and now they're dealing with big three problems. Um, Josh Okogie was a good pickup, you know. what I'm saying Nurkic. I don't know, man. I didn't, I didn't know how it was gonna fit, and now it's proven to be just the KD show until the other two can get back. Booker's been back. I don't even know what's going on with Bill and his injuries and whatnot. But um, they, they're gonna have to figure that stuff out, man. They're gonna have to be oh, they're gonna have to. Get stops when they can and put up every make every buck that they take if they're gonna want a chance going through this season. And that's just that's just it for the for the Suns. Um Dallas, I like what they did getting Grant Williams, but that's about it. I heard their rookies been doing good over there, but um they gotta they gotta really show it and prove that they can do something special in a like I said in the postseason. So that's that's gonna be the thing for them. Um but I will I know you mentioned one team that you're kinda blind on with the Kings, man. They've to me, they're definitely that third team in that in that two that you talked about with the um, Denver and um, OKC about a team that has a serious a serious uh, about a serious team construction. Um, De'Aaron Fox leading the squad has been nice. Uh, has been really good for them. Um, what's this? What's this face, man? Oh my God! Sabonis has been great for them, man. They they're two All Stars, of course, but they also got some serious players off the bench. Um. Malik Monk has been doing great for them. Hitting clutch shot, clutch shots this He's season. Hooping. Yeah, man, killing them. Uh, sorry for what well, he did. Your words, bro. I apologize That's about lucky. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> over the he head, been, he, well, he, bank, roll around yeah. the rim, fall in. Yeah, bro. All yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, man, yo, the the Lakers sure could have used some of his luck. It's too bad they didn't <laughs> keep him flying. Jesus yeah. Christ. But he's he's been hooping good. Um, and they're one of the teams that also I think have been pretty good on defense. I know. Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox are dogs back there for what they're trying to do. Monk, I think, has been picking it up at least with his old running mate Fox down in the backcourt now. So they're definitely gonna be a team, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough hour. They're gonna win them three for sure. One team that I mean we can't escape talking about in the West. The Lakers. Is this just the same thing as as last year? I do feel like they've improved a little bit. Like they aren't losing to like extremely bad teams. It does feel like they 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 have their core more put together now. I don't feel like they need to do huge stuff at the deadline unless, you know, a star or whatever becomes available. But I I don't know. What what do you guys think about the Lakers season thus far? I feel like they They've very quietly won 12 games, which is a good spot to be in. I know they're the seventh in the conference right now, but like they're not that far off from being a top three seed. They're not that many games back from that. Like 
if they put together a, a solid run in December or January, like they can they can get home court advantage. Like what 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 are your thoughts on on how the Lakers season has progressed thus far? I think that to me, this is a very similar team to what they had last year. And I think they're going to run into some of those same problems when we come down to it. Um, I think they're good defensively, but um, they kind of lack just that like final push that they need to like win in big games. And I think that they look a little old and slow. A lot of the nights I'm still going to, I'm going to lump them in with their California brethren with the Clippers and the Warriors. It's those three rosters have those stars that, obviously have huge game experience, have won NBA titles, but everybody's starting to look a little old, man. Like it feels like this is the year. Um, LeBron is still great, but he's not what he used to be. And Anthony Davis looks like he's 37 and he's only 31. Like unless they can get superstar level production out of those two guys, they're not going to win the NBA title. And if they can capture some of that essence for a deep a playoff run in April and June, then they can go really far, but as of right now, I just don't think that they have that level of juice to be able to really compete with the young athletic fast teams in the Western conference that exists specifically teams like Minnesota and OKC and Sacramento. So there you go. Um, yeah, no, they they do got a lot of, a lot of the same, but I mean, that's what kind of got them success. Going into the playoffs last season, Austin Reeves coming on hot. Um, I mean, LeBron AD finally being healthy, like AD at least being healthy enough for their playoff run to go. LeBron being healthy enough to be competent for their playoff run going in them. Like looking at going through kind of what we're going to talk about today and thinking about how I see the Lakers, they're just, they're going to be an old grumpy team to take out. They're going to like, I could see that it's going to sound ridiculous. So please don't, please roast me if y'all have to, but, um, it's gonna. I think they could be a hard out for a young team like a OKC without as much playoff experience, or like maybe even give Sacramento a problem with like being only in one play, having one playoff run and stuff like that. Those those teams are without a doubt to me more talented, but the seven the shenanigans of playing the same team possibly seven times is gonna. I think they just have an edge over there. Of course, you got LeBron's crazy ass going to Autumn Finals. Got AD in them. Like they have a, at least somewhat of a championship pedigree. So they're gonna be old. They're gonna look old. They're gonna be grumpy. Maybe they'll make a move. Maybe they'll just do the same and hopefully get their people back. Rui's been missing. Gabe Vincent <laughs> has been missing. So um, I could see them being tough, but I don't see them as like kind of like Ethan said. They have that pedigree, like like the other teams do, but they're not going to be with no world beaters or anything like that. And and they're going to make a trade. Just, it's the Lakers. I think everybody can see the kind of writing on the wall. The, the contract that they signed D'Angelo Russell to, Taylor made to be flipped at the deadline. It's like two years for like $20 million a season or something like that. They'll throw him in with, with like maybe Gabe Vincent or somebody else and try to go out and get another star. Um, and we'll see who they end up getting. I doubt it's going to be anybody that'll make a huge difference, but um, that's what they're going to do. Yep, you heard it here first, guys. Draymond Green to the Lakers for ah. um, he's been fighting his way out, man. I don't know yeah, what else to say, but that's why he's putting buddy Bron. That's what that's, I think that's what he's going for. So, shit. yeah, man. Draymond wants out, really? No, is this a storyline? No, it's not. He he just headlocks, bro. Oh no, man. He got to get his emotions in check, man. And the Warriors seem to just never like 
you know, they never like reprimand him for it. They just kind of let him do it. And so he keeps doing it. Um, yeah. It's cool, man. Like I get wanted to be there for your teammate or whatever, but being there for your teammates is also not getting yourself suspended. So <laughs> you got to like know your limits, right? And uh, make sure the league can't come down on you because you're Draymond. You got a reputation. Just, you know, keep it all in check. That's all I got to say. He really put Buddy in a rear naked choke for no really did, reason. That can't, really I did. can't believe he did that. That's really bad. Yeah. And then, and then they lost like four of the five games that he was suspended for. Like they needed him and he just did, did what Draymond does. Two teams I want to get to in the West, and then we can kind of move on to the East, and then we can get to some more player-specific talks and some of these fun awards that Aramis has cooked up for us. One, I would just like to say, one NBA storyline I've just been a real fan of this year is, and I know you guys might feel differently about this, because he was taken as the number one overall pick, and there was so much hype surrounding him. But damn it if Zion Williamson hasn't had a pretty good year this year. Like, he has turned into a solid NBA contributor. His defensive numbers look pretty good. His plus minus isn't bad. He scores like 27 to 20, 23 to 29 points a game. It's pretty good on a team where you have Brandon Ingram who can give you about the same amount and CJ McCollum can put up some numbers on a good night. Like you guys have said, they're, they've dealt with injuries. I have not been as familiar with them. But, like, I, I feel like the Pelicans are, are a team that if if they continue to play well and cohesively and as a unit, like, they, they, they should be a team that easily wins between, like, you know, 45 and 50 games and, and makes it pretty safely into the playoffs as maybe even like a four or five seed. Like I, I feel like yeah. they, they are a very solid team. I I agree with you, man. I, I think the roster is really deep. Uh, they've won a couple of big games this year. It's just like, I feel like when every time anybody talks about the Pelicans in any NBA circles, it's like, Oh, their health. But like, it's real, man. Like they have dealt with injuries for the last three or four years. And at some point you have to accept that's who they are. Right. So far this year, Zion's been healthy pretty much the entire season. Brandon Ingram's been missed a little bit of time, but he's he's mostly been there. I just thought it was kind of ironic. Like, they recently just got Trey Murphy back for the first time this season. They got CJ McCollum back from that lung issue that he had. And on the same day, you're like, okay, finally, we're going to have our full rotation. It's like, oh, Larry Nance is out for six to eight weeks. Like, they're always missing some piece that's going to bring them to full strength. And if they can get it, they look really good. We've seen them, you know, in, in these big moments. They pushed Phoenix a couple of years ago in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I think the roster is even better now than it was then. They finally have some elite shooting with Trey Murphy and with Jordan Hawkins. Great guys to play off of Zion uh, and Jonas Valanciunas and the rest of the, you know, paint bruisers that they have. Um, the upside is really there. Uh, they just got to finally just put it together. And at some point you have to start doubting whether or not that day is going to ever come where they get to full strength. Yeah, look, um, looking at some of the rosters in the NBA, bro, this is the Pelicans certainly have one, like a really good squad that they're able to throw out there, man. I mean, geez, God, Zion's crazy as they used to be able to dunk over people, still a powerhouse. And whenever he's healthy, he tears up whatever offense he plays against. Uh, Brandon Ingram scored through anything he wants to out there offensively, at least. 
Like they got a lot of uh and that's just two all stars. They got a lot of great pieces, especially Jordan Hawkins kid. I'm loving him talking about some of the awards we're gonna talk about later on. I'm gonna bring him up. Uh but if they just got like like Ethan said, they just gotta stay healthy, be ready. But also I think there is, especially with Zion, because I don't know if y'all seen a, a quote from him, is like I've been doing my best to fit in, but it's really difficult. Um and saying stuff like that. So if that team implodes, it probably it's probably gonna be from the inside and uh, I don't know, man. I just don't know how long Zion really wants to be in New Orleans despite how good of a team they have if they stay and go together. Well, I feel like that it'll at least go through this year. Like I feel like if that if he's gonna make a move, that's a summer move. Yeah, I think so too. Like I know, I know, but I don't know if he gives a shit to play with them. You know, what I'm saying he might be just sick of it. You know, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, I'm not gonna he, say anything bad. I don't you know. know. <laughs> why? Why do you hate him so much? Like from the moment he's come into the league, you've been one of the biggest Zion slanderers in the whole land. He has had just admit that he's had a good year this year and he's playing well. You talk about me? You talk about yeah. me? Yeah. When have I ever shit on him, bro? We haven't. You know what? You know why you don't know any of my takes on Zion? Because he ain't been healthy enough for me to say shit about him. This motherfucker kills everybody. He's literally baby Shaq with a 40-inch vertical on people. I love him in this game. But I heard him talk a little bit about how it's weird fitting in with a team and Willie Green that did have some playoff success last year. So, you know what? I'm just hoping homeboy stays there and is interested in, you know what I'm saying, doing this thing there. Like, I know they're going to go through this season. Hopefully they can do some stuff. I don't know if he's going to be motivated enough to. I hope he is, bro. I just hope he is. Because if he is motivated enough, they can be a really tough out for teams. That's how much talent Homeboy has. That's how good he is. He is the difference maker for that squad if he wants to be. Yeah. And that's a difference maker on a team with a lot of good motherfuckers on it already. Saying I don't like Zion. Jesus Christ, bro. Here, here's what I'll say on Zion real I, quick. He, like, this season, he's been really good, like Eric has mentioned. He does not have quite the same level of burst and, like, speed that he did two years ago in i believe it was his second season in the nba he was lighting the world on fire looking really really good all-star um i believe he made all nba that season if i'm not mistaken if not he was close um that was the peak zion year his second year of his career he's in year five now i believe doesn't look like he's quite regained that same level of physical explosiveness um and that's Mm -hmm. gonna keep him from being like a top 10 nba player um, rather than what he is right now, which is maybe top 25, top 20, arguable, but not quite yeah. at that same level. I mean, but for what he does in his skill set, bro, catching laws, being able to bully people down there, I'm pretty sure if you want to gobble up as many rebounds as you want, that he's still going to be a tough motherfucker to play, man. I, I, I like his game, bro. Sorry if I come off wrong about him, rude about him, Eric. I apologize. I know he a man now, but ah, this is what it is. And then that's it. All right. The other one I I wanted to know, because this is just me being a casual, and Ethan, you brought him up. What's up with the Houston Rockets? You seem to like really like the Houston Rockets. Who even plays for the Houston Rockets at this point? (laughs) Like, what's up with the Houston Rockets? Let me tell you what's up with the Houston Rockets. It is our boy Alperin Shangoon, the best player on the team. Uh, baby Jokic, whatever you want to call him. I keep seeing these memes 
of uh it's like a pokemon evolution where it's shangun is charmander and sabonis is charmeleon and then Jokic is charizard where they evolve and, it, and it's the better one every single time right um i think you might have to to, to move my boy Alperin shangun up a level he, he gets to be charmeleon this year because i think he's already better than sabonis um best player on the rockets he's better than fred van vliet better than dylan brooks better than jalen green um he's the dude for them he's killing it this year he's averaging like over 25 points a game, I believe. If not, it's close. Above 20 for sure. Um, he's dropping 30 on people's heads every night. He's defending. He's passing. He's doing it all. Um, and outside of him, this team defends. It is Ime Udoka, you know, bringing his identity from, from that year he had with the Celtics and imposing it on this Rockets team. And they are taking it to heart. He looks like a real coach. He's got these young guys buying in, defending. They're playing together. They're playing well. Um Dylan Brooks doesn't look like an overpay for some godforsaken reason. He's playing really well. Um, Fred Van Vliet, you know, hitting some shots, but other than that, not being super special. Um, but you have these younger guys like Tari Eason playing really well. Um, like I mentioned, Shangun already. It looks like a cohesive roster. Uh, they finally have an identity as a team after three years of just some of the worst ball I've ever watched. Um, they're not really going to go anywhere in the West. They may not even make the playoffs, but um, they are markedly improved from last season. They have a guy playing at an all-star level with Shangun, and um, they finally look like they have a track to the team that they want to be. So I've been impressed with them so far. Okay. I think that's totally fair. Any thoughts on the Houston Rockets, Aramis, before we get to the East? They're, they're young. They're fun. They give their fan base some to look forward to, bro. That's all you can ask after the shitty basketball we've seen the last couple of years down in H-Town. So, you know what? I'm happy for him, bro. Good luck. All right, let's get to the interesting teams in the East and then let's shit on some teams, okay? You, you, so get 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 ready. Get ready to shit on some teams here Uh, once we get done with the East. The teams I want to talk about in the East, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Knicks. Those are the teams I want to talk about in the East. We've talked about the Magic already. I want to talk about the Sixers because here, here's my note for the for the Philadelphia for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, how good is Tyrese Maxey? I just want to put this out to the group here. Because if the answer is top. 15 NBA player, then I think you can make the argument that they are for real and should be considered a title contender, even though they have yet to get past the big bag Celtics. Like if we believe Tyrese Maxey is let's just say a top five NBA guard, like, or, or maybe just outside even the top five to eight NBA guard. They have the MVP. Like, the MVP of the league should be Joel Embiid. He does crazy shit every single night. He seems to score at will. No one can stop him. If they have a top even 10 point guard on their team, and they have Patrick Beverly, and they have some other guys, I feel like the Sixers are a real team. Like, I, I feel like, I, and I know I fall for the Sixers hype every single year, but maybe it's different this year. Maybe Nick Nurse is is the guy. Like, I don't know. I like the Sixers. Like, I always like the Sixers. Am I dumb to be liking the Sixers? 
I would say no, to be honest with you. Um, they're, they got a nice black cloud lifted off their head, and they were able to send it over to the Clippers of Los Angeles. So that's a big thing. And with this extra minutes, with the extra stuff they've been able to do, uh, with the extra leash they've been able to give Maxi without James Harden, um, they've been he's been killing it, man. He's been doing, he's been dominating his position. He is probably gonna be a he's probably a top point guard in the league this year, bro. So. I don't think it's done, man. I think it's a kind of a new chapter for them, man. Got a new little feeling. Got some good vibes over in Philadelphia. They, God knows, Philadelphia doesn't like having too many good vibes around. So, I'm happy. I'm just happy they're finally get like Max is getting a chance. Um, the human Black Air Force is playing good, and Patrick Beverly, like you said, um, I don't know how Tobias Harris season is doing, but hopefully he's still per, per, producing for them, doing good. So, no, I man, I don't, I don't think you're, I don't think you're bad to buy into them, but. They still might run into the same problems with some of those teams, though. That's all I say. Here's what I've got on the Sixers. I, like, you guys know me and how I talked about this team last year. I've never bought into this roster for the however long it's been, six or seven years since they've been, like, a pretty good team in the East. I've never bought them as a contender because it just feels like they lose the same way every year. They've had Ben Simmons and James Harden, who nobody buys to, you know, close close games in the playoffs um Joel Embiid sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't if he's getting the whistle he's really good if he's not he tends to struggle um can't believe I'm saying this I think this could be the team this looks like one of the best rosters they've had in the last couple of years believe it or not you get James Harden off the roster and everything starts to look better that's crazy how that works out um, Tyrese Maxey has made the leap. He, I mean, I think maybe like top five to eight guard is a little rich for him, but he is knocking on the door. Uh, there's a lot of good guards in the NBA, but he's going to make the all-star team this season looking really good. Um, they seem to have found some depth pieces in the off season, you know, uh, guys like Kelly Oubre who has been out because he got hit by a car, but, uh, he's coming back. I believe relatively soon. If he didn't play in the last game, uh, he should be back soon. Um, and then, you know, a guy like Jaden Springer, who's younger, he's kind of been in and out of the rotation, but I've liked what I've seen from him when he's played was a draft pick a few years ago. Um, they have more players that I like now. And, um, I think that that will show itself in the playoffs. I think they're going to be at least more convincing when they get to the playoffs in the East. If they do lose, it'll like, they're not going to get killed. It'll at least appear closer. Um, I don't think they're the best team in the East. I don't think they're going to win the title. But uh, I at least am not like, okay, they're 100% for sure going to lose because that's what I've always felt about them since they've had Joel Embiid as an All-NBA level player. Um, every single year, this roster has not convinced me. Um, I think that they have the potential to convince me this season. That's what I'll say. Good vibes in the city of brotherly love, man. That's Except for the Eagles. Those darn Eagles. Ah, yeah. Go oh, Niners, baby. Oh, Go Niners. Go Niners indeed. All right, my my team that I just have a crush on slash just want to like be obnoxious about the Boston Celtics. <laughs> I'll be honest, I've not watched as much if I've not watched any Boston Celtics basketball this year. But every day when I throw on the box score. There he is, Jason Tatum, dropping like 34. They've got Drew Holiday. Tell me, uh, as I like to say, do they guard the kids? Henceforth, 
do they play for the Celtics? Do the Celtics, in fact, guard the kids? Do they? Do they play defense? Indeed they do. Okay, good. Then I'm pretty all in on the Celtics. And as much as I like the Sixers, I'm a Celtics guy. And I don't know. I'm excited to see how how they do. Uh, They're deep in this weird in-season tournament thing. I was thinking about watching that tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, man. It it feels like the Celtics are like kind of like where they were last year. Yeah. What, what, I guess I want to revisit, Ethan. What would you say knocked them out last year and have they addressed that? I mean, it's a good question. No amount of like roster moves or rotation changes is going to convince you that they're a different team from last season because the last two years it has been. I, they got out coached and out executed by a better team in the playoffs. In the 2022 finals, the Warriors found out their weaknesses. Jalen Brown can't drive left. He can't dribble with his left hand. He he's he's just gonna, you know, turn the ball over and throw up all over himself in the clutch. And Jason Tatum doesn't show up in the big moments in the finals. And then last year, it was Eric Spolstra coaching circles around Joe Missoula with his roster combination or his his lineup combinations and his players just out executing them in the biggest moments. So that has been the Celtics issue, right? They've had a great roster, a great regular season record for a few years now, but have not been able to get over the hump in the playoffs. Um, They've got Drew Holiday now, who I really like, but let's just be honest, he has not had the biggest track record of showing up in big playoff moments. The Bucs won the title almost in spite of the way he played offensively during that run, not because of him, right? Um, Porzingis, not really much big game experience to speak of uh, with him. So who knows there? But uh, we'll see if their young stars in, in, you know, Brown and Tatum have learned from their playoff debacles. And if Joe Missoula is a coach, I think the jury is still out on him. Really? We haven't seen too much of him. I'd like to see another playoff run. Um, but I think it's a lot of big questions with this roster. Um, clearly they're probably going to be the one seed in the Eastern conference. They'll probably automatically make the second round, at least if not just the ticket to the conference finals. Um, I just want to see them show up against another good team uh, because the better teams that they've run into in the playoffs have outcoached and out executed them. And um, that's something that you can't change until you prove that you've changed it. You know what I mean? So we just have to wait and see. Jason Tatum is one of the most talented small forwards in the NBA today. Jalen Brown is a dog and an amazing player to have as one of your top two or three best players. Their offseason was tremendous, adding Porzingis, um, a big who can – no, he's not the best defender, but thank God they got Al Horford, so him, they also can work it out, space the floor, both of them can space the floor out. Amazing big – amazing pickup with uh, Kuda to get um, Drew Holiday, another great defender to add into that backcourt, kind of replacing the Marcus Smart vibe. Not as big of a dog, but probably a better defender, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, Marcus did win DPOY. So, but I um, mean, goddamn, that's a great replacement for the kid. Um, they're just an amazing team, bro. They're an amazing team that I never seriously as long until they prove the shit wrong. They like Ethan mentioned it, and it was like watching it uh, series by series last year. Um, 
the they were unserious against the Hawks. Let them linger around too long. They were unserious against the fucking Sixers. Let them linger around too long, and then they got punked out by the Miami Heat. Like they're one of the most talented teams that are just frustrating. Like they got all the pieces, all the talent in the world, but not showing up in key moments like a Jason Tatum does, like like you say a Drew Holiday has, leaving it to Jalen Brown, who is not as talented as. I mean, not as talented a shooter as a, a at least three or four guys on their starting lineup already, let alone their roster. Like I don't know, they're just they're an amazing team, but they're I think to me personally the most frustrating team given the talent that they have on the roster versus what they've been able to produce. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, even I even thought they had a better like better players against the Golden State team when they went up against them, but that shit did not matter when they decided not to show up. And until they decide to show up, I'm gonna I'm gonna just not take them seriously, bro. At least as far as championship contenders. They're going to be in finals. They're going to be in conference finals. They're going to be tough sons of bitches to get out. I need to see this shit happen, man. I need to see them make that shit happen. All right. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Another team I want to watch more of. Giannis, still being Giannis. Still an MVP candidate, maybe a defensive player of the year candidate. Is that crazy to say? I feel like his his defense has been pretty heralded this year. And oh yeah, you add Damian Lillard. So sometimes Damian Lillard shows up and just drops 42 points. And it's it's still a pretty good team vibes wise, I'm pretty sure. But again, I've not watched the Bucks this year. Like, am I right to just assume all of this? Like, I I think that. They're just they're gonna be great because they are the Bucks. Like that's 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 just who they are, and they're gonna dominate on a night to night basis. And I think I'm going to Chicago in February, and I think the Bulls are playing the Bucks that night, and I think I'm going to that, and I'm very excited because I I just think uh I think the Bucks are just the Bucks, and will continue to be the Bucks, and are a title contender. Yeah, man. I mean, we're not like breaking any ground by saying the Bucks are going to be a contender for the NBA title. Um, it's another team I think that has a lot of questions. Um, with the way that some people have talked about them, it would seem like the sky is falling. They're 14 and six and tied for second in the East. So, you know, nothing is terribly wrong there. Um, I think the question is defense. Obviously, uh, you traded away one of the best defensive guards in the league for one of the worst ones. Obviously, the offensive disparity and, and the superstar power is, you know, a big gulf as well. But you're giving up Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard. Big trade off on perimeter defense. And then they just don't really have anybody else that is like all that great of a perimeter defender outside of Giannis. Right. Like you mentioned, one of the best defensive players in the NBA when he's locked in. Uh, Brooke Lopez has been a candidate for DPOY in past years, so they have good individual defensive players, but as a whole, their defensive rating is not very good. Uh, they're closer to the bottom of the league, so um, I'm curious to see how they can kind of work all that out as the season goes along. Um, if there needs to be a trade, that's also another potential, but I have similar concerns about them as you do with the Suns, Eric, where um, I think they're going to be really potent offensively, obviously two of the best offensive players in the league and, and the deadliest pick and roll duo that there is. Uh, they're going to be able to score, but um, can they get stops against elite guards? Uh, I just will have to see it. So there you go. 
Mm-hmm. Now, it's uh, I say growing pains to summarize kind of what I've seen from the Bucks this season thus far. Um, Damian Lillard, of course, going to be a great player. You got to learn how to integrate him with your team. No, it's not where it is like a Drew Holiday homeboys going to lock down any any perimeter player. Oh God, that P. Any perimeter player, any night. You know what I'm saying? It's going. It's a different vibe. They traded in there. They traded in an ironclad defense for a uh, for firepower, and that's what they got. And that's where they're gonna have to learn the balance, man. They got they got the pieces to do it, I think. Um, but they just gotta learn how to make everything go smoother going forward into the season. All right. Here's another team. And I, I think you will both find this humorous. Uh when I was reading through this rundown. Uh, one of you put this team down as are they for real? Uh, the Indiana Pacers, and I to that I simply wrote, I don't know if you guys looked, but uh, who the fuck plays for the Pacers? Like, uh, oh my fucking, like I, I don't really, I don't really, oh. like to me, everyone else in the NBA who's a casual probably ignores the Utah Jazz, right? To me. As a Utah Jazz fan, the NBA team I just straight up pretend does not exist is the Indiana Pacers. So, so what's happening with the Indiana Pacers? <laughs> and are they just Ty- Jazz East? Tyrese Halliburton is going fucking crazy. That's what's happening yeah. over in Indiana. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> what's happening is the best offense in the NBA. And probably the worst defense in the NBA. Uh, they are like number one and number thirty in those categories. Like it's the disparity is huge. There was a game against the Hawks like about a week ago that was like hundred and forty to hundred and forty one, like in regulation. It didn't even go to overtime. Like everybody was making shots. The fourth quarter was just insane. It was it was an in season tournament game. Um, the Pacers know how to put up points. Tyrese Halliburton, I love that kid. I think he's so, so good. Um, one of the best guards in the Eastern Conference. He's going to be all NBA this season, I believe. Um, playing really, really well. And, and they've got some other guys that are kind of, you know, stepping up into these, like just playing huge offensive roles. Obviously, we saw Bruce Brown with Denver last year. He's been playing well for them. Buddy Heald making every damn three-pointer he wants to shoot. Just all of them just swish, 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 swish. Um, whatever contender wants to trade for him is probably going to have a good time. Um, Aaron Neesmith turning into like a two-way guy out of nowhere. Obi Toppin finally getting minutes uh, that he wasn't able to get on the Knicks. Um, this team is a lot of fun. They they put up points, man. Uh, but uh, as you would say, Eric, they do not, in fact, guard the kids. So um, not a title contender, but a lot of fun. So there you go. Hmm. Okay, that's nice. I feel like the other team I want to talk about is the Knicks. Is this just another Fibs Knicks team? Like I, I, I feel like I have Jalen Brunson in our fantasy league. Feel like he has played again extremely well this year. Uh, should probably get All Star consideration. They're twelve and seven. Feels like they win at home a lot. I, I don't know. Like what? What do the Knicks need to do to become a real threat in the Eastern Conference? I guess that's my question. Either of you can take that. I mean, I think it kind of is just another Tibbs Knicks team. 
um, they're going to defend and you're going to have Jalen Brunson making some crazy shots and hitting a bunch of threes. And that's going to be cool. Um, even RJ Barrett looks better uh, this season. He's been playing pretty well. Um, Julius Randle has not been. Um, if you ask me the question, what do they need to do to be better in the Eastern conference? I would tell you it's get Julius Randle off of the team. Um, I know that some people like him a lot. I have never been a huge fan. How the, how has he made all NBA twice in the last three seasons? That's something I will never understand. Um, he can do some cool stuff in the regular season, but when he gets to the playoffs, things tighten up. Um, it seems like he's just missing every single step back mid range jumper. He wants to take teams don't respect him. They don't care about him. Um, I'd trade Julius Randall, see what you can get. I doubt it'll be a lot, but just kind of shake it up, really lean more into the Brunson thing. He's their best player. Um, see what you can do with RJ Barrett and Mitchell Robinson's having a great year as their center. So um, you got Josh Hart, Dante DiVincenzo um, guys that really defend. Uh, I like this roster. Um, again, I don't think that this is a top team in the conference. Um, there's teams that are clearly better than them, but, uh, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. They're going to be tough to beat. So, uh, we'll kind of have to see how they shake it out as the year goes along. Um, I think there is a move to be made here. Do they have the balls to trade Julius Randall? I really don't think so. Uh, they'll probably just rock out with it and see how they do coming down the stretch of the year. But, uh, if that, if I was them, that's what I would do. So. Uh, same sentiments as Ethan, man. Get Julius Randle to fuck up out of there. Him and his goddamn sketchers. Um, get him up out of there. Trade for some somebody. But like, the issue is like, if you trade Julius Randle, I don't know. I don't know the package you can get. Like, it'd be like just a plus to get Julius Randle up out of New York, so he can be going be happy somewhere else, and the team can go and move on somewhere else. I like Mitchell Robinson. I like like, I like Mitchell Robinson. I like a lot of players. Josh Hart. Um. Uh, of course, Brunson gonna be an all, like you said, gonna be an all star. He's a great player, but they're just so uh to me, bro. Like they're gonna be tough to, they're gonna be tough to fight. They're gonna take a team six, maybe seven games, and then they're gonna get bounced out. And then the next fans will be happy they made it into the playoffs again. You know that's that's just what they do in the in the good old orange and blue over there, man. So like, I tr- you the way you treat the Pacers, to be honest with you, Eric, is how I treat the Knicks. I just pretend they don't exist. And every time I remember, I get sad. Okay, so fuck fuck, fuck the Knicks. I don't, I don't really care about the Knicks. All right. I think uh I think that's totally fair. Okay, are you guys ready to get negative? I this is kind of my this is kind of my favorite part. We're just gonna get negative early. Okay. But let, let's let's get negative, then let's do some awards, and then let's get out of here. I wanna start with you, Ethan. We'll we'll do like one or two of these for each of us. But I, I'm I, I really want some negativity. Like I want you to really bury some teams right now. Like, <laughs> talk to me. What what what's right. what's got you going? Bury some teams. Uh, give me the Chicago Bulls. I mean, it's it's nobody's breaking any news here, but this is the premier blow it up candidate in the in the NBA right now. They've been better recently. They've won a few games, but when I watch this team, I see a completely fractured locker room. Everybody's playing for their next destination. Billy Donovan doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Zach Levine has regressed in every potential category. He doesn't look engaged at all. He's been out and they look better without him. Um, Get DeMar DeRozan to a real contender. Get Alex Caruso to a real contender. Uh, Please, for the love of God, end everybody's misery and just move on to the next destination and move on to the next era. 
of the Chicago Bulls because this team is clearly not it. It's amazing what losing Lonzo Ball would like just cause this gigantic crash to everything. You got fucking three, you got two former All-Stars with Levine and um, DeRosa and you got fucking Alex Caruso and a bunch of people you think would work would be good players like that are good players but for some reason they just fucking hate each other i don't know what's going on but i agree blow it up get them fuck about here get them up out here and then um i guess the second team i guess i'll bring up um kai jones might be the smartest man to walk through a hornet's locker room ever um he got the fuck up he got himself the fuck up out of there in the summertime on this day off got fired bro it was was a it was an amazing coup by him it's just they they have bad they employ some they employ terrible motherfuckers and they don't really care about it. Um, they they're all star the one you can root for and um and um Lamelo Ball and of course PJ Washington Lamelo gets hurt and the rest of the team's just a whole lot of fucking mid bro. I don't get them get the Hornets up right here too man. They just yeah. they just I don't know bro. I don't know what it is. They need to just not do it. And he's just not doing this. Oh my god! It's sad because Lamelo was playing really, really well, but another ankle injury for him. Uh, it's looking like early career Steph Curry. He's got to go go talk to Steph and figure out how he fixed his ankles because those things are really bothering him. He has not been able to stay on the court. Um, I, I think you know what the issue might be, Ethan. For like some players are too cool for ankle braces, and that that'll the shit that'll be the yeah. shit that saves your career. But I don't. He just ain't. He don't want to rock him. Why don't you just rock them pumas you go that he got? Go talk to the oh. ankle guru. Go talk to the doctor and see, you know, who can fix that stuff because he's uh yeah. he's he's got those problems. Don't, don't go to the same doctor that fixed Ben Simmons back three times. Bro. <laughs> go go find somebody else. Find yeah, somebody else. yeah. Pick a different guy. I feel All like right, I'm Eric, not, no, no. I, I feel like I'm not really gonna shit on a team here. More more like plea with a team, and it, it it's a plea to the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's it's a plea to the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers to not do this to yourself because at literally every point of his media availability this year, and I keep seeing these clips, Donovan Mitchell keeps being like, please just let me play for the New York Knicks. Stop doing this to yourself. Don't wait this out the whole year. Don't think that with Donovan Mitchell, you're going to be some world beaters in the East because you saw what happened last year. You're going to play really well in the regular season. He's not going to defend in the playoffs. You don't really have any good defenders. You have a lot of good, young offensive talent. My my plea is this. Just get off of Donovan Mitchell. Like that, to me, that should be the big trade deadline move is call up the Knicks, say, this guy wants to play for you. What will you give us for him? And the Knicks should pick up the phone and say, hey, we've got Jalen Brunson. Like, let's get rid of Julius Randle here. Like, let's throw some picks fairway. Like, let's just load up with another all-star. Be a team that defends, but also have Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell in your backcourt. Suddenly, it looks like maybe you're a team that contend, contend in the East. That is my plea. I'm not shitting on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm just saying, from what Ethan thought this team was, like, a year ago, and what I, I largely agreed on him as as a team that could be in the final four. They just clearly are not that. They have weird losses sometimes. 
They don't defend as a unit because their best player, NBA teams take on the personalities of their star players. And Donovan Mitchell's NBA playing personality is a high-scoring offensive phenom who just refuses to play defense. And so, the Cleveland Cavaliers score a shit ton of points, but refuse to play defense. And they lose these 130 to 120 games every every now and again. I'm just begging them, just end this shit, let him get his way, send Donovan Mitchell to New York, don't lose him for free in the offseason. Like, what are we doing? Can we just end this charade? Like, he clearly doesn't want to be there. Like, let's 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 just end this thing. I mean, they could do that. They're not going to. Um, if they do a Mitchell trade, I don't believe he's a free agent this summer. Though? I think I think he's got one more year. If he really wants out, they'll handle it this summer. It's not going to be during the season. The team will be too good. They'll be sitting around like the five or six seed. They'll still be like, okay, like, you know, we got some optimism for a playoff run. If they feel like they have to make a move, it's going to be Jared Allen and letting Evan Mobley play center full time because Mobley has been really great. He is actually like a defensive player of the year candidate. He is like the guy on the team that does defend. Um, And he alone is raising their defense from, you know, being what it would be pretty poor without him. Uh, and Jared Allen deserves some credit for that as well. But I think Mobley's true position is as a center. Um, and you have Jared Allen's salary. I think he's good. I like him still. But uh, I think the team could be constructed a little better. So that's what I think they will do if they make a big trade. And if Mitchell really does want out, like a lot of people think, um, it's going to be next summer or, or potentially the next deadline, you know, the deadline during next season. Um, I think that's when that move could happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad to see Eric's let all of his Donovan Mitchell hate go, saying he's going to go to New York all this time. But anyway, like, yeah, man, it's just, I don't know, they're too, they got too many uh, similar pieces, it feels like, to playing too many similar positions at the same time. Little Guard and Darius Garland, super talented, not going to be playing defense. Um, Same with Donovan Mitchell. And like Ethan just said, uh, super talented Evan Mobley over there, killing shit. Um, and then Jared Allen killing shit, not really doing nothing on the offensive end. So they just need to get it out right. But the thing I gotta disagree with you most, big man, is um trading him to the Knicks for a Brunson and um for a Brunson uh Mitchell backcourt. That is a disgusting move. And I don't know. I thought I hated the Knicks. I didn't know that you fucking hated them secretly too. So if you want to do that to them, then that's great. I don't know what else to say. All right. Here's the team I'm really going to shit on. Are you guys ready for this one? Uh, the Utah Jazz? No. Like, might as well just trade John Morant. Because, like, clearly... <laughs> oh fucking God. I was clearly... waiting for it. I knew that was what you were going to say. I knew clearly, that was... the Memphis Grizzlies are not very good. I mean, no, I not. get it. You're not playing with John Morant. But, like, Jaron Jackson Jr. has been awful this year. Yes. He does not defend. The whole team does not defend. He defends, there, Eric. He was depoy last year. He no, defends. there are no. He hasn't adult- been good this year, there, but he defends. There are <laughs> still no adults in the room. It is still the same old team. I agree. It I is agree. a bad coach. It is a bad organization. Blow it up. They're Start not- from no. scratch. Oh John ja Morant is not going to save you. John ja Morant will probably flash a gun again when he gets back. 
because this team will not be contending for the playoffs. They will be contending for a lottery pick. What the fuck are we doing here? Blow this shit up. They're not blowing nothing up. They're, they're too young still. They're just going to take a step back this season. Like you said, probably get no, a higher no, draft no, no. pick. They are and worse. try to run it back next year. They have won less games than the Utah Jazz. I know. I know. But it's not just on jaw, dude. They have been missing. Let's be fair to them. They're missing a large part of the rotation. It's been without Brandon Clark. It's been without Steven Adams. Uh, Santi Aldama missed the first like 10, 12 games. They've been without Luke Kennard for a lot of games. Marcus Smart's now been out for a week or two. He's going to miss a few more. For a team to be missing that many rotation players, at one point it was like six of their top seven guys were out. Like they're they're using guys on two-way contracts, man. Like it's 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 been really, really rough. Now, the hole that they're in is already deep, and a couple of those injuries are season-ending. So it's not like we're going to see them at full strength. Um I think by the time Jaw gets back, you know, we'll see. It is it is coming up pretty quickly. Um, we'll see if they can maybe make a run. It's a long season. We've written teams off early before that have come back to make the playoffs. I don't think it's completely over for them. They have still some room to make a run. But uh, they're not blowing anything up. They're just going to kind of take a step back, if anything, you know, maybe try and tank it out the last 20 games, whatever, get a top five pick, draft somebody, keep mostly the same roster together and try to see what you can do next season. That's the plan for this roster. They're not blowing it up. They're too young. It's still too early. Um, They got to give it some more time. There's no way they're going to be that rash in making a big team altering decision this season. Are you ready for some Eric Jensen? Try not to overreact to 20 games of the NBA season. Hot take. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Okay, here you go. Oh my God. Here I go. Aside from the golden state warriors, we have figured out the Western Conference playoff field. The Western Conference playoff field will not change. The Utah Jazz, the Portland Trailblazers, the Memphis Grizzlies, the San Antonio Spurs are all bad and poorly constructed NBA franchises. The Spurs are lucky that they have a generational talent in Victor Wimbignano who they can build around. But the Jazz, the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, and the Spurs are all dog shit. They will not be doing shit. They will not be figuring it out. They will not be in the playing game. The true drama in the Western Conference will be, will the Houston Rockets continue to play well and win, and will the Golden State Warriors figure it out? And I know you might laugh and say, that's crazy, Eric. It's 20 games in. But literally, who's going to fall out? Like, I guess you could say the Clippers maybe, but they still are a well-coached team. Like, they still have Ty Lue. Yeah. They're going to be in the playing game. Like, to me, the East, the East, yes, you could still make some arguments that the East, those final spots are up for grabs. But I feel like with the NHL, NBA, you can tell by Thanksgiving. Like, these, all we're playing for right now is who's got home court advantage. Like, I know who's going to make the playoffs in both these conferences. The the question mark teams in the West are the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets. The question mark teams in the East are the Atlanta Hawks, the Brooklyn Nets, the Toronto Raptors, and the Charlotte Hornets. That's it. Like, we've, we've got it figured out. Like, we know who the playoff teams are. That's my oddest take. Like, the, we're, we're going to look at this in a month and 
sure, the standings might look different, but the Detroit Pistons aren't going anywhere. They've got a sure. nice lineup, but they're you know they've got two wins. The Washington Wizards are. We'll get to them in a little bit because I I have some some thoughts on them. Yeah, we just shit on the Chicago Bulls and Charlotte Hornets. Like I really don't think that's crazy to say, but we know who's going to be in the playoffs. We don't know who will play who, but we've got our playoff teams. Like that's who matters in the NBA now. None of these teams are making a run. The Utah Jazz certainly aren't. The Portland Trailblazers certainly aren't. But Memphis Grizzlies certainly aren't. And neither are the San Antonio Spurs. And neither are any of those teams in the East. I, uh, that I, I feel very confident in saying that as of today. I think it's fair. I, I think it's pretty easy to spot a bad team, and there are definitely a few of them in the NBA. Um, I just, like, it, it, it's tough to, like, keep reminding yourself that it is a long season, but it is. We're 20 games in. There's 82. We're going to see a lot of things change, and I think you might be right, Eric. I, I would be inclined to agree with you. If I'm putting money down, all those teams you said um, are not going to get in. Uh, the bottom four in the West currently. Oh, he in lost. The froze up. He froze up but... for half a second, but we got you. No, you're good, man. It, it's just, I don't know, man. I, it's a long season. We'll see how these teams kind of put it together. Um, but I think in general, yeah, you're probably right. Um, especially in the West. Uh, I think the top 11 in the West is pretty strong. We're going to see that shift as the season goes along. It's tough for me to predict who's going to fall out. Um, but And then the play-in is going to be crazy, of course. But long season. We're only one-fourth of the way through. Things change all the time. Noah, man, you promised some crazy-ass take. And you deliver, bro. I'm not going to like looking at the stands and shit, bro. You ain't, you ain't lying. The only part I would disagree with you about is I do want to see what that trash ass Grizzlies team is gonna look like when Ja gets back. But other than that, man, I feel like you gotta you gotta go gotta win it there, Eric. Gotta win it there. That's that's all I gotta say. All right. This has gone long. So let me briefly just throw out some MVP guys. Tell me if I'm missing anyone. Uh, I feel like this is kind of my all NBA team as well. Almost. Joel Embiid, KD, Luka, Jokic, Giannis, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, maybe Anthony Edwards. Like, I feel like those are the MVP candidates right now. Hmm. Anyone I'm missing? Uh, did you say Giannis? Yeah. Um, I'll throw out Tyrese Halliburton because I really like him, but I don't think the Pacers will be good enough uh, for him to win that. Uh, you mentioned Shea. Um, De'Aaron Fox, I think, deserves a mention. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Warriors can figure their shit out, I still think Steph Curry has a run in him. Um, other than that, yeah, that's about it. I'll throw him. Did you mention Jason Tatum in that rundown? No, but I should have. Tatum I'd should agree. be there. Yeah, I, yeah. I would. Yeah, I'll throw him in there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Shows the respect that I got for the guy. He's an amazing, amazingly skilled player. Not yep. going to do shit for you in the finals of playoffs. <laughs> Most improved, I go Zion Williamson. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I think you could easily say that. That or the other guy I wrote down was Kyle Kuzma, who 
continues to just drop like 34 points. He's not winning nothing. Oh my Yeah, I know, but he, he's he's putting up absurd numbers. Sure. I, I still disgusting. Think, I still think a contender should call for him. Like I still I think, think they, they will. I think he I, may I, get I, moved. Like he needs to get moved. Like he's yeah. he he deserves to play on a real team. Yeah. It's gonna um, be fun when he goes back and hang out with LeBron. But how do you not mention like a Tyrese Maxey in this say, conversation? Yeah, yeah, Tyrese Maxey. Maxey, I think, is the front runner. Um the other guy I was talking about was Shangun. Um yeah, he's a real candidate for yeah. Um it's always just such a tough award to pick because there's no consistency and it's completely unpredictable. So who knows? But yeah, Maxie's the guy right now, I think. Okay. Some fun Aramis takes that I think I've already gotten off my track. Strong takes to me, the Cleveland thing. I really do think they should blow it up. Two, I think the Magic defend, they will finish no lower than fourth. They're a top four seed. I'm pretty... Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident in that. Any any strong takes that you guys have? Hmm. Um, let me throw out you guys are both lower on this team, and this doesn't mean I think that they're gonna do anything in the playoffs. Uh Minnesota Timberwolves finished top three in the West in the regular season. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. All right, um, so yeah, go ahead. No, I just want to throw out one um I think when he gets back, when Ja gets back, the Memphis overtakes the overtakes the Rockets, and they end up squeaking into the playoffs, just barely squeaking in. All That'll right. be my hot take. That's strong. We had yeah. a we had a lot of talk about how great they were without him. Mind you, they're also missing their fucking starting center with Stephen Adams as being out for the season. So I think hopefully Ja gives them that little kick, and they can go. Do some nice shit. We'll see. Yeah. I got another one. Um, the LA Clippers don't ever figure it out. Um, they sputter to around 500 and finish in the play. Yeah, I'd say that's you... deeply accurate. Yep. You say that's a hot take. That is that has been the <laughs> that's the like the that's like maybe the most that's so. maybe the most level-headed Honestly, take that's been thrown out on this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Sure. <laughs> Uh, bum of the year. Here, I'll just throw mine out really quick, and I'll just reverberate him <laughs> what I have. Jordan Poole, lol, no, but also, no. but, my but, guy, what but also, Look but also, massacred my boy. But also, <laughs> I love him. Like my favorite thing to do is when, like, and he does pop up on my Twitter quite quite a bit. My favorite thing to do is watch like insane Jordan Poole highlights yeah. where he like throws a layup <laughs> over the backboard. Like that, like it pops up like at least twice a week. He does something insane that like you shouldn't be doing on a basketball court. And hey, like if I'm a Wizards fan, fine. Like you're going to rebuild, rebuild hard. Let it be Jordan Poole's team. At least you'll see something kind of wacky every night if you're watching all these games. So I, I, I I'm happy with it. Jordan Poole, bum of the year. That's where I'm at. Oh my god, man. That's Valid, a, that's man. A... I I just don't know what's up with Jordan, man. He was so good in the title run for the Warriors, and just since then, it's all falling apart for him. I, I hope he gets it together. I still got love for Jordan Poole. Yeah, I love Jordan Poole. 
but like in the same way, I love Jameis Winston. Like, like <laughs> that's a good uh, call. That's a good comparison. I don't hate that at all. <laughs> like he's just a Jameis of basketball. Yeah, he is. Like, like he's 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 fun. Um, any other bums of year? Uh, I just I gotta I gotta roast Monty Williams real quick. He's stealing money from the Detroit Pistons. I don't know how they're so bad. I thought Monty was a good coach for Phoenix, but it's like. He, for some reason, hates Jaden Ivey. He puts all his young players in the doghouse and doesn't ever explain why. Uh, benches him for no reason. He loves Killian Hayes. He wants him to date his daughter or some BS. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Monty's always saying weird stuff like that. It, it. I don't know what the Pistons are doing, but I just like I love a lot of their young players, but they stink. They're so bad. I, I, I wish they were better. That's all. That's a that is very good. That's a very good choice, man. I don't like to doing that, doing a, doing Cade and the rest of them boys dirty. Give me a Asar, bro. He's great. Beef Stew shooting that three. Uh, I like Jalen Duran. Like, like they got pieces. Marcus Sasser. Like they got pieces, but the team stinks. For for my bum of the year, it's this really don't got nothing to do with how they're playing. I give a shit. I ain't seen them really. Um. Julius Randle, I'll just throw it out to him um, for wearing those god-awful – this ain't even basketball either, for wearing those god-awful sketches on the court, bro. Both of us cost $50. They look horrible. And you know what? I'm pretty sure he's playing horrible in them. The old saying, you look good, play good, play good, pay good, all that shit. He don't feel like he look good with them whack-ass sketches on. That's why he's been a bum all year. So, I mean, it's just going to keep on going as long as he's signed with that brand. So, uh, that's my bum of the year for right now. Julius Randle. The Kendrick Perkins Award, which one of us will have the worst take this season, I will look you both dead in the eyes. Eric Jensen. Me. End of story. <laughs> I do not know ball. So I mean, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Like uh, like I, I will at some point have the worst take. The Jairi Irving Award, I couldn't even come up with this. I guess you could say Josh Giddy. I don't really even want to yeah. talk about that. Feels gross. Could, no. Can we just skip this award? I feel like this is pointless. I don't want to. I don't want to get. I. We're not deep enough into the season yet. Fair, There's no. Fair. Yeah, we'll but, revisit this one. How about that? Okay. Yes. Eric Jensen, Rand of the Year. I honestly don't know. It's unpredictable. It's, it's, some stuff just moves me. I want to know from both of you, give me two plausible scenarios. What I wrote down is when Jazz inevitably trade Lori slash some other bullshit. But yeah, like give me two predictions, maybe non-Jazz related. Like okay. what <laughs> what am I going off about at some point this season? Because again, I, I will just, we'll do some brief house cleaning here because we're going to wrap after this. Expect an episode around Christmas. Expect an episode about probably a week after Christmas. And then expect us to like do probably two episodes January, two episodes February, two episodes March, and then we'll go back to week weekly for when we get to the playoffs. Are are we are we fairly confident in putting that out into the Sure. Into 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 existence. Yeah. I I feel like what that is about our our schedule at this point. Aramis, you first. What what am I going to go off about this year? So two two off the bat. Um, one is the Jazz will give you hope, and then they will start winning, and then um they'll just start, and then 
a month after they'll be in like a in like a ten game losing streak, and you're like, what the fuck happened to the team I love? You're just gonna lose your shit over that, or or um. The, the night of the draft when the Utah Jazz select Bronny in the second round of the NBA draft, huh. and you have to come to terms with the fact that this motherfucker you've been hating for 20 years, before you even start watching basketball, is going to come and be a Utah Jazz player on your team. You're going to have to get that LeBron jersey, all that shit, bro. When you have to come to terms with that shit, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might... I don't even want to say that because it's not a funny joke, but like... <laughs> You know what I was about to say. Like, if you know, like, yeah, probably, yeah, no, yeah, I guess probably. Ethan, it, it's just gonna, I know you said not jazz related, but I just can't wait to see the look on your face when the trade deadline passes and we're in game 72 and the jazz are still starting Taylor Horton Tucker and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of letting Keontae George play. <laughs> I mean, he, he has been playing good, and he has been playing and starting recently, so maybe Will Hardy's figured something out. But it's just going to be really funny when they're still playing THT 35 minutes a night. Um, yeah. Would you <laughs> fellas like to play Eric Jensen pulls up the Jazz roster and roasts it really quick? Go ahead, Let, man. You know what? Yeah. Let's play Stand the on hits. A bang. Let's go. Let's play the hits, and then let's get out of here. Roster. Ochai Abaji. The Ochai Abaji do anything positive on offense challenge. Level impossible. Literally <laughs> cannot play offensive basketball. Get this man out of the league. I loved him at Kansas. I'm sorry. I love the guy. He's very handsome. He cannot do shit. He he does not do shit. He, he, he cannot score the basketball. He should not be playing on an NBA roster. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, green light all the time, but now misses all the time is bad, bad basketball player. John Collins, what even do you do here? Like, he just does not fit what they do in any way, shape, or form. He doesn't gel with any lineup he's in. He just doesn't fit. He he does not fit. Chris Dunn, why are you still playing in the NBA? Like, why, why is this guy still still doing this? Simone Fontecchio is getting real minutes on this team. That should tell you something. Keontae George, bright spot, elite passer, could use a little bit more scoring from him. Taylor Hendricks, still in the G League. Why? Dumb. Fucking Will Hardy. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Get your fucking wing defender that you're going to try to build your fucking title team around into the NBA so he can get some minutes. Jesus. Taylor Horton Tucker, I mean, I can't, you know, I believe... Have we both? I, I've been to a game with Aramis, Ethan. You and I are going soon. I promise yeah. you, we're, we're we're going to a game soon. I fucking love this man. I fucking love Taylor Norton Tucker. <laughs> he fucking thinks he's Steph Curry. He is so dog shit. He, he is so <laughs> dog shit. But like, if I could buy a Taylor Norton Tucker jersey, I absolutely would. Trading for he a is, bag of chips, man. He is Get him so off the roster. He is so dog shit. He thinks he is Steph Curry. I love that he's so confident. He is so dog shit and so bad. I just love the guy. The worst thing that I can the worst thing that can happen in his career is him winning a fucking like a playing tournament buzzer beater shot, knocking that bitch yeah. in and thinking he's the greatest player ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Walker Kessler, don't understand. Regressed big time. Probably not an actual NBA elite defender. Doesn't he was, get, he's playing hurt. He was playing hurt. Give him a break. He's fine. Doesn't get minutes. Will Hardy does not trust him. That's he the, was hurt. Now, bottom line is Will Hardy don't trust him. 
And that you just call Will Hardy a dumbass, bro. Yeah, I know. But Will Hardy don't trust him, he won't play. Laurie Markinen, I mean, sweet boy, does nice things. Shouldn't probably be on this team for more than another two months. Doesn't make any sense with for roster around him. Like they they're not they're nowhere close. Can I just I love Tony Jones. He seems like a nice guy, but what the fuck is he talking about when he says the Jazz are not that far away? Yeah, they are, dude. They don't have like good players on the roster. They have one good player on the whole roster. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? You should absolutely try to trade him. Kelly Olynyk, born to be a Jazz man. Uh, Bryce Sensabaugh still hasn't played in the NBA. Omer Yurtzevzun. I can't even say his name. That's a guy who's getting real NBA minutes. Like, that tells you where this roster's at. And Colin Sexton is Colin Sexton. The Jazz guards are three identical players. Keontae George is just a passive guard. Uh, Colin Sexton is a slightly more aggressive Keontae George. And Taylor Horton Tucker is, like, the most aggressive of the three. Like, they're, they're the exact same player, but just with varying levels of aggression to their game. I, and I just am not wrong about that. That's for Utah Jazz. Any thoughts, feelings, or, or can we get the fuck out of here? We just talked about the NBA um, 20 gonna... games in for two hours. Jesus. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> trade Clarkson, trade Olenek, uh, trade Horton Tucker. Everybody else can stay. We need a compilation episode of just Eric talking about the Jazz and losing this shit. Yeah, maybe. All right, boys. I'll see you back here before Christmas. Let's do a Christmas Day preview. Let's uh if my grandparents' Wi-Fi will cooperate, like let's 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 get together. Like I think the twenty-third is a Saturday. Yeah, that's big college bowl day, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We I can don't do know. it. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, we can have college bowl. Well, Utah's playing fucking Northwestern. Damn. I'm not gonna Who watch cares? that bowl. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, let, let's let's do an NBA preview. Uh, let's do a Christmas Day preview on the 23rd. Audrey, hope we hope you get better from COVID. That sucks. She'll be with us next time. Until then, see you next time for the casual and the diehards. Peace out. Peace.